All right, if you'll take your Bible, as you can see, and turn to Mark chapter 5. Mark chapter 5, as we continue the study of the book of Mark. <coughs> Last week, we read about the story of the woman with the issue of blood that was healed by Jesus, and that story is right in the middle of the story we're going to look at today. And uh, we'll pick up with verse <coughs> 21. Now when Jesus had crossed over again by boat to the other side, a great multitude gathered to him, and he was by the sea. And behold, one of the rulers of the synagogue came, Jairus by name, and when he saw him, he fell at his feet and begged him earnestly, saying, My little daughter lies at the point of death. Come and lay your hands on her, that she may be healed, and she will live. So Jesus went with him, and a great multitude followed him and thronged him. And now let's pick up with verse 35. While he was still speaking, some came from the ruler of the synagogue's house who said, Your daughter is dead. Why trouble the teacher any further? As soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he said to the ruler of the synagogue, Do not be afraid, only believe. And he permitted no one to follow him except Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. Then he came to the house of the ruler of the synagogue and saw a tumult and those who wept and wailed loudly. When he came in, he said to them, Why make this commotion and weep? The child is not dead, but sleeping. And they ridiculed him. But when he had put them all outside, he took the father and the mother of the child and those who were with him and entered where the child was lying. Then he took the child by the hand and said to her, Talitha kumi, which is translated, Little girl, I say to you, arise. Immediately the girl arose and walked, for she was 12 years of age. And they were overcome with great excitement and amazement. But he commanded them strictly that no one should know it and said that something should be given her to eat. Here we have a story of a very sick little 12-year-old girl and her desperate father. In fact, this girl, according to verse 23, as the father himself said, was at the point of death. And he believed that Jesus Christ was the only one that could save her. I imagine that many of us have had children that were very ill. And there's nothing that alarms a parent more than a seriously ill child. Right now we're hearing about the H1N1 virus and it seems to be... Her striking mainly the young 
It's mainly children that are dying from it. And I know right in our own country, parents have been grieved with a very sick child. And you know, at times the sickness is so serious that you feel helpless. And all you feel like you can do is just turn to the Lord for help. I read the story of an elderly lady that was in the hospital and the doctors, one of the doctors came to her room and said, Madam, we've done all we can do. The only thing left for you now is to just trust the Lord. And she said, My soul, has it come to that? Well, you know, there are times when indeed sickness is so serious that all you can do is trust the Lord. And yet the Lord allows sickness into our lives that we might do just that. That we might turn to Him and put our faith in Him. And that's what this father did. He came and fell at the feet of Jesus and begged Him to save the life of His precious little girl. But this father was not only driven by desperation but he was driven by faith because this man, I believe, believed in the power of Jesus. It's quite likely that he lived right there in Capernaum. No doubt he heard of the healing power of Jesus. I believe it's likely that he saw with his own eyes Jesus heal others. And he believed that Jesus, if he could just get to his daughter, could save her. And notice his faith in verse 23. He said, Come and lay your hands on her that she may be healed, and she will live. He didn't say, I hope she will live. He said, she will live. He had faith in the power of Jesus to heal his daughter. But before Jesus could get to the house, Someone came from his house with the sad news. And they announced, as we see in verse 35, that your daughter is dead. They came from the house where a grieving mom was crying over the death of her child. And they said, nothing can be done now. She's dead. No need to trouble the master any further. And when the father heard the news, I'm sure that swords of grief pierced his heart when he heard that his precious little girl was dead. But at the lowest point in this father's life, Jesus Christ began to minister to him. And in this story, we're going to look at four words from Jesus that gave her hope, that gave him hope, and that brought joy to this household. I don't know what you're going through today, and whatever you're going through, I want you to see how you too can have faith, how you can have hope, how Jesus Christ can intervene and minister in your life as well. Now, first of all, We need to keep on believing in Christ. 
when we face difficulties in our lives, when a loved one is lost in death, or when a loved one is sick, or when we lose our job or face some other dark day, we need to keep on believing in Christ. You see, this man had faith. As I pointed out to you in verse 23, he believed in the power of Jesus to heal as long as his daughter was alive at least. He had faith. But notice what Jesus said to him in verse 36. As soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he said to the ruler of the synagogue, Do not be afraid, only believe. Literally, Jesus said, Stop being afraid, only keep on believing. It's a present tense. Keep on believing. After all, when the father heard that his daughter was dead, the darkness of that news no doubt caused him to think, well, it's all over. Nothing else can be done. But Jesus said, keep on believing. You believed I had the power to heal, Keep on believing, because I have the power to raise the dead. Keep on believing, Jesus is saying. And you know, when you and I go through circumstances in life, and we get hit, and we get knocked down, and when darkness seems to overwhelm us, we may be believers, but yet the circumstances in life can so overwhelm us that we too begin to have some doubts that Jesus can do anything with what we're facing. But we just need to hear Jesus say to us, keep on believing. Don't doubt. Don't lose your faith. Just keep on believing. And notice also that Jesus said, stop being afraid. Keep on believing. And the two phrases really offset each other because if we believe, our fear will go. Our fear will be gone. Faith casts out fear. The more we believe in the power of Jesus Christ and the love of Jesus Christ, the more we will not be afraid. But just trust. All of us parents, I imagine at some point, had the experience of kissing our child goodnight, cutting out the lights, and closing the door. And in the darkness, our child, after a little while, will cry out and say, Mama, Daddy, I'm afraid of the darkness. I'm afraid. Mom or dad will go back in the room and they'll say, Hon, we're, we're right here. We're close by. Mom and daddy's not going to let anything happen to you. Nothing's going to hurt you. And you know, the more the child believes 
and the presence and the power and the love of mom and dad to protect them, the more that child will stop being afraid and in peace go to sleep. Yes, we as believers, as we are facing the difficulties in life that may overwhelm us at times and may cause us to be afraid, just remember what Jesus said. Stop being afraid, but just keep on believing. That's God's word to us as it was to this father. But the second thing that I see that we need to do here is hope in Christ. The situation may seem hopeless, but as long as Jesus Christ is Lord, as long as He is alive, there is hope, and we are to keep on hoping. Now notice the background of this situation that seems so hopeless. Everybody felt that it was over that death was irreversible and they were mourning the loss of this child. It says in verse 38, Then he came to the house of the ruler of the synagogue and saw a tumult and those who wept and wailed loudly. We need to understand that many other cultures are not as reserved as European culture is when death comes. And certainly among the Jews, they became very expressive at death. Even to this day, you you look at Israel and you look at the Palestines and how they are when death comes. And so when Jesus arrived on the scene, there was a tumult. There was an uproar. They were agitated. They were throwing dust in the air. They were weeping. They were wailing. Uh, they buried people within 24 hours and so the whole community came at once. There was this huge crowd surrounding the house. And on top of that, believe it or not, when we have someone die, we hire the funeral directors. When they had someone die, they would hire professional mourners to come and lead the mourning. I mean people that could really put on a good well. I mean the people that could really weep. These were professionals. And so they were leading everybody and weeping and wailing. You've never seen such a sight in all your life. That's what confronted Jesus. A a totally dark and hopeless and tearful situation. And so against that background... Jesus steps up and gives him hope. He gives assurances of hope in verse 39 as he ministered to the family. When he came in, he said to them, Why make this commotion? Why this uproar? Why all this weeping? The child is not dead, but sleeping. Jesus gives a word of hope. Now, if someone is just sleeping, that implies what? They're going to wake up. Jesus was giving a word of hope that this child is going to wake up. This child is going to get up. This child is going to live again. 
Now Jesus was not denying that death had come to this child. They all knew this child was dead. Her body was cold, lifeless. She wasn't breathing. Jesus is not saying she's just in a coma. She's just, he's just saying because I'm here, she's going to live again. She's going to wake up. Her body is just asleep. And the same truth that, and the same hope that Jesus Christ gave to them, He gives to us. And the Apostle Paul said, Dear Christians, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 13, Those who sleep in Jesus will God bring with Him when He comes again. And they shall rise from the dead. Oh yes, the Christian dies. Their body goes to sleep, but their soul lives on in heaven. And the day is coming when their body shall wake up from the grave and stand up and live forever. Jesus Christ, even in the face of death, gives assurances of, of hope because Life is still possible even after death. But though Jesus gave assurances of hope, notice the response of the crowd. Unbelief, ridicule. It says in verse 40, and they ridiculed him. One by one, burst of laughter after another, the scene that at one point was a scene of weeping suddenly turned to laughter. They were laughing at Jesus. Have you ever had anybody laugh you to scorn? Not a pleasant, not a pleasant feeling. But their laughter was simply a manifestation of unbelief that this child could live again. That this child could ever wake up. She's dead. Death is irreversible. He offered hope. And how many times are we like the people in this crowd who respond to the promises of God with laughter? Reminds me of the story of Sarah and Abraham. Remember that? The angel came and the angel said, this time next year Sarah's going to have a baby. Well, you remember what Sarah was doing? Like every other good woman, listening to what was going on <laughs> through the tent wall. And the Bible says when she heard the promise of God, she laughed. <laughs> you would too if you were 90 years old and <laughs> God said you're going to have a baby. They, they laughed at Jesus. But you know what? Jesus said later in the Gospel of Mark, with God all things are possible. When God says this little girl can live again, don't laugh. He can do it. When Hudson Taylor was on his first missionary journey to China, on the way, as he was traveling in that ship, 
they came close to some cannibal islands and suddenly the wind stopped. It was total calm and they could go nowhere. Yet they were drifting closer to the cannibal island. And the cannibals were coming to the shore waiting for their feast to arrive. And the captain of the ship came to Hudson Taylor and said, Mr. Taylor, will you pray to your God that the wind will come back? And Hudson Taylor said, I will pray if you unfurl the sails. And the captain said, why, they'll laugh at me if I unfurl the sails now. There's no wind. But then I will not pray. Well, after a little while of drifting closer to the shore of the cannibal islands, the captain gave the order to unfurl the sails. And Mr. Taylor started praying. And after a little while, they came to his stateroom and knocked on the door and said, Mr. Taylor, are you still praying? He said, yes. Well, stop praying. We got all the wind we can handle. And it wasn't long before the ship was sailing away, getting away, and God spared their lives and answered their prayers. So you will see, of course, the point that Hudson Taylor says, if you believe, then act like it. Let those sails down. And we need to have the kind of faith that acts and doesn't doubt and doesn't laugh at the promise of God and so we need to have faith keep on believing we need to have hope no matter how dark the situation is you're facing there's hope as long as Jesus is alive on the throne but then we also if we'll do that can witness the power of God the power of Jesus Christ and notice the power of Jesus Christ. Verse 40, it says, But when he had put them all outside, he took the father and the mother of the child and those who were with him, Peter, James, and John, and entered where the child was lying. Oh, what a contrast between the noise and commotion on the outside and the stillness and the quietness on the inside of that room. That mama probably still with tears in her eyes looking to Jesus to see what he would do. And he took that little girl by the hand. And then it says in verse 41 that he said to her in Aramaic, her native tongue, Talitha Kumi, which is translated Little girl, I say to you, arise. Jesus, the Son of God, who spoke the Word and worlds were created. Jesus Christ, who breathed into the dust of the ground the breath of life and created life. The same Jesus Christ spoke the Word. I say to you, arise. And immediately, that girl started breathing. Immediately, the heart started pumping. 
and cold gray flesh turned to warm pinkish flesh. And then the, woman, the, the girl arose with life, with, with vigor. And not only that, but the Bible says that she got up and, and walked. That the, the, the power of Jesus Christ was not a, a gradual restoration of life, but I believe the power of Jesus Christ enabled her to have life and health just like that. And she was even able to walk. The artist's rendering there kind of pictures mom and dad helping her, but I'm not sure if that's the way it was. The imperfect tense pictures her walking about I believe she was, I believe she had strength. She had help through the power of Jesus Christ. Jesus said, Keep on believing. Keep on believing. And I believe through the encouragement of the Lord, that Father kept, kept on believing. The theologian Augustine, long time ago, says, Faith is believing what we do not see. And the reward of faith is seeing what we believe. And they got to see their little daughter come back to life through the power of Jesus Christ. No wonder it says in the last of verse 42 that they were overcome with great amazement up to this point as far as the record shows Jesus had not he had not raised anybody from the dead he had healed a lot of people but not raised them from the dead and yet they were privileged to see something new a girl being raised back to life no wonder they were overcome with great amazement they went from great mourning to great joy, from great sadness to great amazement at the power of Jesus Christ. And I want, to, I want us to understand that Jesus Christ has the same power today. The Bible says until you come to Jesus, you are dead in trespasses and sin. May God grant anyone here today who is still in the deadness of sin to look to Jesus who can speak the word and cause you to be born again and have new life in Jesus Christ. And you may be here today facing some difficult problem and, and, and darkness surrounds you. May you just keep on believing in Jesus and keep on hoping that the power of Jesus Christ is going to lift the darkness and help you to see the power of God. And the greatest enemy that man faces is death. Death took my mama from me. Death took my sister from me. My grandparents from me but Jesus gives me hope that I will see them again and if Jesus tarries his coming I'll see him in heaven 
And if He comes soon, as I pray He will, I'll meet them in the air someday when they rise from those graves in Georgia. And I'm way up here in Virginia. Well, I'll meet you somewhere <laughs> going up. Jesus Christ has the power to give us hope even in the face of death. Yes, if we keep on believing, if we just put our hope in Jesus Christ, we can see the power of God and we can also experience the love of Christ because that's something else that really comes out in this story. I want you to know that the power of Jesus Christ and the life-giving power of Jesus Christ is not just for these people. It's not just for certain people. But He loves you. And He cares for you. And notice the love of Christ that's so clearly evident in this text of Scripture. First of all, before the miracle takes place in verse 41. Don't you see the love of Jesus as He ministers to this family? And as He does what I have done many times in a hospital... Take the hand of this little girl. What love. What love. As mom and dad many times, no doubt, had taken the hand of this little girl to, to, to rise her out of bed, Jesus took the hand of this little girl and then said to this little girl, Talitha Kumi, little girl, arise. Have you thought about why he said that? I'll tell you why. Because there have been many a morning that Mama would go into her room and say, Little girl, arise. Talitha Kumi. And Jesus speaks those familiar words to this little girl because his love for that little girl is like the love of a parent for their own child. And she opened her eyes and looked in the face of Jesus and rose. Because Jesus loves the little children. Jesus loves that grieving mom and dad. Jesus Christ loves you. But we also see the love of Jesus after the miracle. In verse 43, after this little girl was raised back to life and got up and walked, Jesus said in the last of verse 43 that something should be given her to eat. You know what happens when someone is deathly ill? They don't eat. This girl had probably gone a couple of days without eating food, probably was dehydrated as, as well. And when Jesus raised her back to life, mom and dad were so excited, no doubt they were jumping up and down. Somebody ran out, probably disobeying the word of Jesus to tell what had happened. They, in their excitement, they might have forgotten about something as mundane as this little girl's need for food. And so Jesus, the great physician, said, give her something to eat. She needs it. 
Jesus cared for this little girl. She needs something to eat. Give her something to eat. And Jesus Christ loves you. He's the same one who taught us to pray. Give us this day our daily bread. And Jesus wants you to have something to eat. He doesn't want you going hungry. Jesus Christ is the same one who, who uh, uh, showed love for the widows and the poor. The same one who took little children in his arms and blessed them. The same one who showed compassion for the sinful woman. The same one who, upon seeing Jerusalem, wept over Jerusalem. Jesus Christ loves you and he loves me. And when you're going through one of those tough times, when darkness surrounds you, don't you doubt the love of Jesus for you. He loved you enough to die on a cross. And that's all we really need to know of the love of Jesus Christ. And so, I don't know what problem you may be going through today, right now, that things may be great in your life. But the time will come when you're going to face some rather dark days. And I tell you what, you just need to remember this story. Remember the words of Jesus in those difficult moments when the valley is dark to keep on believing. Keep on putting your hope in Jesus and you can see the power of God and you can experience the love of Jesus Christ for you. Again, there may be someone here today who is still dead in trespasses and sin. You're not yet a Christian. I want you to, this morning, to look to Jesus in faith. He died for your sins on the cross. Ask Him to save you and He will save you, forgive you, give you new life if you'll trust in Him. Or you may have lost a loved one recently or you may have a, a sick one or you may face some other difficulty. Just keep on believing in Jesus even when the answer seems to be delayed. Keep on hoping. And the day will come when you will see the power of God and experience the love of God. Would you bow with me in prayer? Heavenly Father, we thank you for this wonderful story of Jesus. That he gave life to this little girl. And as Jesus showed his love for that little girl and her parents, I pray, Lord, that you would show your love to, to everyone here today. Lord, I pray that you would minister to that one who's going through a time of darkness. Lord, help them to keep on believing, to keep on putting their hope in you. And then, Lord, we pray that you would manifest your power on their behalf. And Lord, for that one that needs to be saved, I pray that they'll be saved today. That one that needs to make some other decision for you, Lord, help them to make that decision for you. And I pray and ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's stand together as we sing our hymn of response.